What's up, everyone? Shane Larson here, host of the Game Time Guru Podcast. I'm excited to have you with us for this episode of the show. I want to make sure you guys understand how special this episode is for me because I get to have the man on here who got me started in sports media. Back in 2010, I was able to do some play-by-play broadcasting, which we'll touch base on in the interview. And now, 10 years later, I get to have this guy who gave me a shot on my show to share more about what he does with IdahoSports.com as he brings coverage for all of Idaho athletics for those around the, the, the state of Idaho. Before we get started, i got to give a shout out to our sponsor, 208 Printing. If you guys need swag, merchandise, whatever, taking care of for you, your show, your business, whatever it is, go to madeby208.com or simply just DM me. Uh, you can send me an email, contact at thegametimeguru.com, or you can DM me on social media and ask me questions about it. I'm happy to share any information about these guys with you because they can take care of you with any of the merchandise that you guys need, okay? I'm talking hats, shirts, anything that's printed, embroidery, printing, whatever, okay? These guys, take, they can take care of you. They do great work, 208 Printing, presenting sponsor of the show. Again, if you guys, you hear me talk about this a lot, but if you're a business owner and you want to take your business to the next level and put your stuff online, I'm telling you about this one funnel away challenge that is um, presented by ClickFunnels. ClickFunnels, the company, put this challenge on. It's a 30-day uh, coaching course for marketing um, and funnel building. If you guys want to take it, it's only 100 bucks. I'll put the link here in the description. It's the One Funnel Away Challenge. Super, super awesome for any entrepreneur. So if you or anyone else is interested in putting your business online and trying to scale your business that way, check out the link that's in my description here and uh, check it out. And also, guys, don't forget to follow me on social media as I'll be posting things there, communicating with my audience, engaging with you guys, the listeners, and uh, as we bring you more content to deliver a panoramic view on sports. So get ready. This is the Game Time Guru. So what time is it? Game Time This is the Game Time Guru podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What's up, everyone? Welcome out to the Game Time Guru Podcast. I am your host, Shane Larson. Excited to be with you guys today for yet another interview. As you guys heard in the introduction, I'm talking to the man who actually gave me my start in sports media uh, about 10 years ago exactly, coming up this month. Uh, 10 years ago, so it's been a decade since I actually got my very first introduction into sports media doing play-by-play broadcasting for high school football with IdahoSports.com. Now, the man behind all of it, his name is Paul Kingsbury. Paul's here to join us, and we're going to talk to him to get to know him a little bit better. Paul, thanks so much for joining the show. Shane, has it really been 10 years? I, I really been, have no idea. That's crazy. It's, it's been 10 years, man. It's been 10 years. Isn't that nuts? That's, that's crazy. I mean, you and, and, and Miles, yeah, I think you guys were still in high school. It, it oh, well, so we had actually just gotten back from church mission, so we were pretty oh, that's young, right. 21 that's years right. old at the time. Uh, you know, 20, I had just turned 22 at the time, but I was fresh off a of mission within like, you know, eight, nine months, and had my yeah. opportunity to come and, and do some play-by-play broadcasting. And it's kind of cool, Paul, to kind of see the evolution of IdahoSports.com, you know, even before that, because I was a follower of this website doing, you know, 
the, the broadcast and everything when I was in high school, just kind of like growing up through, through that whole process. And then obviously being a part of it 10 years ago, and then kind of just following it still since then and seeing the evolution. Talk to us a little bit about this though, Paul, what is IdahoSports.com for those who don't even know what it is that are listening from another state or another country for that matter? You know, we're, we're a, a full, full coverage website. Um, we do everything from online schedule scores, um, rosters when we get them in, we've got uh, coaches, polls, power rankings. We have uh, photographers all over the state, broadcasts we do um, all over the state. We started broadcasting in about um, 04, 05, somewhere in there. Uh, we've been around since 97. Um, so you know, a lot of people see us as you know, high school sports broadcasters, which we are, uh, but there's, it's kind of the tip of the iceberg here at Idaho Sports with, uh, with all the high school sports coverage that we do top to bottom statewide. So what sports are you guys covering exactly? Like what, like, what is it that you guys all, it's not just football. It's not just basketball. What is it? You know, we, we try and cover all of the, uh, the sanctioned sports, so to speak. So, you know, football, girls, boys, soccer, um, volleyball, cross country, you know, athletic.net does a great job with cross country and track. So we link to them. We kind of defer, don't want to recreate the wheel when they do such a great job. So we do link straight to them wrestling, um, boys, girls, basketball, baseball, softball, um, you know, in, in the springtime, it's always interesting. Spring sports are a different, different beast than the rest of the year, but, uh, but covering everything as much as we can. We're actually looking to get into some lacrosse this year, um, which is more of a club sport. Um, we're set up to, to do hockey. Um, we've talked to uh, um, some hockey people in the past about at least putting up schedule scores, maybe broadcasting some, uh, some hockey games. So, you know, we're always looking to expand and do more, and there's always a lot to cover. It's, it's so cool to, to see what you guys do. And, and for those who may not fully understand this, right? So Idaho, it's, I mean, we've got, uh, you know, some, some big conferences with some big time schools, but we've got a lot of farm schools is what we call them too, like smaller schools. It's all across the, the entire state. So when it comes to like coverage of this, it's super important because a lot of these smaller schools, they got to travel, you know, 30 plus minutes, sometimes an hour, two hours to get to certain schools. I mean, not, and so like not everybody from the communities, although those communities are strongly built around those, those high school programs, they can't always travel with the teams to the away game. So it's super important for them to have that coverage, which is why what Paul's doing here at Idaho sports is so important because they get to link those communities to those teams. They get to follow them around basically through the coverage that you guys provide. Paul, right. wait, tell us about your, your sports background though, and why you even wanted to kind of like help man this ship, if you will. You know, I, I grew up in one of those farm towns. Uh, I grew up in New Plymouth, graduated from New Plymouth. Um, and so, you know, I played basketball, ran cross country, um, played some baseball, but I was never, I was never the kid that was, you know, on the, on the, I, I wasn't the, the photo in the Statesman, so to speak. You know, I was the kid down on the bench cheering on my teammates. We, we won a state championship in 93 and I had the best seat in the house uh, at the BSC Pavilion right on the bench. And, and so there's a lot of kids like that. In fact, the bulk of the, the, the student athletes are like that. You know, kudos to the kids that are the studs, the stars, uh, you know, they deserve it. But, you know, we thought that the other kids and everybody else deserves some coverage too. And, and that was kind of the, the driving force in the early days because it, it was nights, weekends. It was a hobby. I mean, there was, you know, zero money involved. It wasn't even a thought about revenue at all um, for years. It, it was just driving it and driving it until it became too big and, and too much work to do it just part-time um, on the nights and weekends. And, and so it was really about getting in schedules and scores, um, you know, rosters. And then we started doing photos back in about 2000, which was cool because that was before a lot of media didn't have websites. Um, 
so we were one of the first ones to, to start posting photo galleries. I remember going to, uh, they invited me up to Kamii to a girls basketball game to take pictures. And uh, so I drove up there, the, the mayor took me to lunch. Um, I walk in the gym and there's posters of, you know, welcome Idaho sports. And, and I'm just some dude coming with a little, you know, digital camera to take pictures of the girls basketball game. It was crazy. And so we, we grew from there because there was such a hunger for it that uh, there's, there's coverage that needs to happen, not only for big schools, not only for, you know, teams that happen to have good media, but everybody, everybody deserves it. And so it's a, it's a big state as far as geographics. You know, you've got your islands of populations. You've got Coeur d'Alene, Lewiston, and then you come down to the, the Treasure Valley. You've got Magic Valley, Eastern Idaho. But in the middle of all that, on the outskirts of that, are a lot of small towns. So we, we try to cover as everybody as equally as we can. Sometimes we, we succeed, sometimes we fail, but it, it's all driven from a, a passion for high school sports. Everybody involved, you know, back when and you and Miles came on, it was a passion to cover, you know, the, the team you played for. Um, and, and back then they were, they were pretty good. I think 10 years ago, I mean, they were winning some state championships and, and doing really well. And, and that's always fun, but, you know, they need coverage too when, when things aren't going so well. So that's really the driving force is just making sure somebody's covering everybody. Right. It's, it's awesome because, um, man, it's, it's so cool because from being a fan who followed you guys and listened to broadcasts and, you know, looked at the photo galleries and then being someone who actually got to contribute for a little while um, to the whole thing and getting to talk to other fans who were listening to the broadcast, you realize, like, there are people listening to this stuff. Like, they want to hear it. They want to hear the stuff. And we were just new into the game. We weren't seasoned professionals by any means uh, for that matter, but we were having a good time covering it. We were learning a lot along the way. There was, you know, there's a lot that goes into broadcasting that I, I never knew. Right. And one, you got to know the rosters. So you got to do a little bit of research Two, You got to, you got to not say anything negative about the referees. Got to be pretty neutral when you're covering, although you are covering the school, you got to be neutral with the referee. And there's a lot that goes into, it. you got to take a lot of the emotion out of it, or at least control that emotion, but also give you a little, your little kick to it. I just remember there was a few times, uh, like we'd, we'd be having technical difficulties and like you'd be, cause since we were new, you'd be always like texting us. Okay. I can hear you guys try this. So-and-so's not very loud. I can't hear Shane or whatever. Like you were like on top of everything. It's kind of crazy. Like you were the, the man that was just like making sure everything was running smoothly. What does a weekend look like for you? Let's say in high school football season, what's a, like, what's a typical weekend look like for you, man? Cause there's a lot going on. You got to do your own stuff, but then you're also taking care of the people like myself who are newbies. What does it look right. like for you, Paul? You know, the weekends, it, it really, you know, la the, I don't know, the last couple of years were, were better. Um, you know, we hire Brandon Hill. Um, he's, he's a writer. He's managing all the content now. He manages the Friday Night Flash. That takes a lot of stress off of me. Um, so I can focus on broadcasts and do other things. But, you know, the last three weeks, I've been traveling to Eastern Idaho to do games because we picked up a, you know, with, with everything happening, uh, some teams have said, hey, can you please come do our games? And I said yes before I realized, who am I going to staff this with? So I'm driving back to Eastern Idaho this week. I'm going to um, Clearwater Valley and Kuski in a couple weeks. And, and so it's really a matter of, uh, you know, organization now. You know, I've got a lot of help now. Logan Green is taking care of schedules and scores. And so it's a matter of talking to these guys, make, you know, making sure everyone's on the same page, and then going back and doing the work. Um, you know, I make sure I broadcast every week because it's fun. You know, it's it's what I like doing, but it is stressful when we get to about 6.45 on a Friday night and my phone rings and I look down and I'm trying to get ready to go on for a broadcast and I've got somebody, hey, I don't have audio. Great, you know, so we have to troubleshoot that. And it's it's stressful. Um, you know, I have a lot more gray than I did when, when we met, you know, 10 <laughs> years ago, a lot. 
Luckily, I still have my hair, but it's, it's pretty darn great. But it's stressful. But when it's done, you sit back and go, you know, that was worth it. It was worth it when it all comes together. Um, and, and, and it works for the weekend. On Saturday, I can go back and do some post-production and look, look at scores. And, 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 and immediately, usually Saturday night, Sunday, I'm getting ready for the next week, scheduling things, making sure everything's in order. So it, there's never a rest. I mean, on vacation, taking the laptop. Um, I've tried to get better um, than I used to be you know, 10, 15 years ago. I miss everything. You know, I, I, I worked from home since 02, and I've really worked hard to be able to work from home. I have no desire to go into an office. You know, anything I can do to stay here and, and for the people that work for me to do it from home, I like it. You know, I have five kids, and so I was able to see them grow up. I didn't see enough because I worked all the time. And so my, my last three kids, two or three kids, uh, are, are, have a much better dad than my first two when they were growing up. And, and you know, I know you have little kids um, and, you know, hopefully growing that family. And, and it's, it's important to balance that work life. And I did a terrible job in the beginning but it got out of sports where it is today. Um, and I'm trying to make up for it. You know, I tell my daughter I love her all the time. You know, so I think I mix up for a little bit, right? Yeah, naturally, man. But hey, you know, the, the cool thing about that is, is you did put a lot of work in to get it where, to where it's at right now, where you're able to scale it out. Like you're just mentioning, like the, the weekends are a little bit easier, right? Like yeah. you're, you're scaling it out, um, hiring the right pieces to, to man those little ships here and there. And, you know, hopefully your kids, the older kids can be like, hey, they can respect you for the work that you put in. Yeah. Uh, back then, you know, because that was some they can see dad saying like he he had a he had his baby and you wanted to make sure that he like grew that and that's and that's what you did. So it's a good example, man. And I'm curious. So you keep referencing Eastern Idaho a couple times. Um, for those who don't live around here, or even the ones who do and don't actually understand that. So Paul, when you say you're going to go to Eastern Idaho, what's the drive to get to Eastern Idaho? Like what's the like how much travel are you doing when you say I'm going to Eastern Idaho? Da 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 da. Because people might be like, okay, cool. What does that mean? But right. this is the sacrifice and the work you have to put in. What, what, how far are you traveling? You know, l last week um, I went to Rexburg first to, to get the guys set up. There was the Rocky Mountain Rumble at Madison High School. So I drove the back way, I call it. So Mountain Home, Arco, that way. Um, great story. I got pulled over. Great story there. But I got <laughs> made it there and then went. I, then I did a game that night at Idaho Falls, spent the night, came home the next day. Um, this week I'm going to Pocatello, Iron Horse. And so there's about a – it depends if I'm going to Pocatello, it's three, three and a half. It's not bad. If I go to Rexburg, it's four, four and a half. Driving up north, those are the big ones. Um, you know, there was, there was one year where it was state football, and we went to Coeur d'Alene to do a capital Coeur d'Alene semifinal game, I think. And right before Pop, uh, Plummer, we got stuck in the middle of the road about 1 a.m. And I had to be in, I think, Pocatello the next day. And so we sat in the middle of the highway in the snow for about three or four hours. I dropped Troy Oppie off at the Middleton exit, cruised over to do those games, and then drove home. So there's, there's been many weekends where there's, you know, 48, 50 hours where I get an hour, two hours of sleep, if, if any at all. Um, so driving around the state is pretty commonplace. I pack a lot of miles um, on the cars. Um, but like I said, the last couple of years, there's been a lot more um, people involved. Um, you know, we've had Matt Harris over in Eastern Idaho, Sven Alscott here, who's now at the College of Idaho. So there's been players that come in and, uh, and really help when they're needed. And, you know, this definitely has not been a, a Paul Kingsbury thing. This has been a, a whole team thing. And, uh, and I'm, just, I'm just one teammate on the team at this point. Well, it is a well-oiled machine for sure. But, man, I, I just uh, – yeah, you, you travel quite a bit, man. And I think the whole team works really, really hard. But, like, holy cow. Yeah. Like, going, you mentioned Rex, right? I mean, that's a four-and-a-half-hour drive, five sometimes, depending on where you're going. Pocatello's yeah. three, three-and-a-half. Like, you know. 
going back. That's a lot, but, but you love what you do. And I think it's awesome. Now, let, let me do a little flashback as well. 2014. So 10 years ago, we did play by play 2014. I reached out to you. Um, I was in college at the time, miles and I, who had done the play by play. We said, Hey, we we're looking for internship credits. Do you have any internship possibilities? You know, like, Hey, we need social media coverage for the state basketball tournaments. I'm going to tell you right now, Paul, that was literally the turning point for me in, in my career change. It was like, so I had just gone through a divorce at the time. Um, I was trying to finish up my associate's degree. I was taking my sweet time going through college and I was like trying to find myself. I'm like in my mid twenties and I'm like, we had this opportunity to cover uh, the social media stuff for the state basketball tournaments. And you allowed us to be like on the, the main floor and we had our laptops and our tablets and we were trying to cover every game. You guys had every single game covered. I'm talking one, a two, a three. So we're literally covering like four or five games at a time for the, both the, the girls tournament, the one weekend. And then a couple of weeks later we were doing the, the boys tournament and we're like sitting there, like trying to do all these. And we're watching one game while the game's going on in the floor in front of us, but we're watching these on the tablets and we're sending them all out. It was complete chaos, but it was the best experience I have ever had. It like shifted my mind. I was like, this is what I want. I want to do something in sports media for the rest of my entire life, at least build a career around this. It was the coolest thing. And I know you're probably like sitting there like, oh, they're a bunch of mid twenties. Cool. I'll give them something to do. But it was literally the funnest thing. It was so much chaos. It was a long day. Like even the, like the state championship day. I remember Miles and I both for the, the girls and then a couple weeks later for the boys. I mean, we get in there, the games start for the championship day. The games start early in the morning. I mean, I think yeah. what, like nine, 10 o'clock, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, you're going all the way through 9 PM. And so you don't really get much of a break. I mean, we could go grab a bite to eat real quick in between games. They're warming up. But then at that point we're trying to set up for the social media coverage for that too. And I mean, it was just at the same time, I'm sitting there like, this is amazing. This is the, the stuff. So I know you've been in this industry for a while. You've been in this field of work for a while, but I'm curious because I was like this excited mid twenties, you know, kid who like, it just got me this revamp of energy. I was just like, this is what I want to do for one. I got to say thank you to that Two, I want to say, like, I want to ask, do you still get excited to cover sports? You've been in it for a while. And I want to know like being in this industry and all the work that goes into it, do you still get that excitement to cover sports? You know, I, I, I do, but not as much as I wish I did, if that makes sense. So, you know, like, like you mentioned, it was kind of funny. You were, you were explaining how crazy it was for doing social media. And Brandon, who did social media for us, just last year, he's sitting across from me. I just see his head going like this. Like, I feel you, man. But, you know, I'll do a state championship game. You know, we did, you know, last year, um, you know, I did the 5A for boys. And I've got, you know, Austin Bold out on the, on the floor. I've got this great board team. I've got post balls out there. And, and all these great players and and it's exciting you know you get that at the beginning where they play the music and you know let's get ready to rumble I feel it but as far as getting nervous beforehand it's you know I, I always feel that if you're if you're not nervous you're not doing it right and so sometimes before a game I think well, I'm not nervous you know am I not doing it right did I not prepare enough um, and so it's definitely in the back of my mind but as far as getting excited absolutely you know when when we were getting ready um, Two weeks ago, there was one game going on in the state, Highland versus Thunder Ridge. They asked me to come over and do it because they're not allowed to be in Holt anymore. And so they're at Iron Horse um, there at Highland High School. And I was, I was stoked. I mean, I was excited. With, you know, our, our entire industry was shut down um, in March, between March and, and two weeks ago, which is rough. And so we finally got a chance to, to broadcast sports. And, and I felt that excitement again that I hadn't felt for, for a long time. It was that new excitement, not just excitement to do in the game would be in there. Hey, this is cool. But the raw excitement of, of like a little kid being excited. And so I'm, I'm really trying to focus on getting that back. Um, you know, because I deal with so many things. I've got 10 things on my plate 
And then I've got 10 other things that I wish I was dealing with. And so I, I really want to, you know, when I want to brush it aside and get back to basics with a lot of what I do personally um, to, to kind of have that enjoyment back. You know, I mentioned, I sent you an email this morning that I probably shouldn't even mention. I said, hey, don't mention individual kids because I'm so busy. I really don't have a grasp on, hey, who's the best kid in Eastern Idaho or I don't want to embarrass myself. I used to be able to, you know, whip that off the top of my head. I'd like to get back to that. So that excitement, um, that, that kid coming down the stairs at Christmas, it's there. It, it's there for, you know, all of our broadcasters, our photographers. Me personally, there's so much going on. I, I want to focus back into it and, get, and I, I want it back. Yeah. Totally, man. Totally. Now, Paul, you've gone, you've gone to a couple of different schools. I mean, a couple. You've gone to a lot of different schools, probably every one of them, I'm sure, in, in oh. the state of Idaho. Um, there's a few I haven't that I want to get to, yeah. Okay, okay. So hopefully you'll be able to do that little bucket list there. Um, so here's the thing. I have a question. So every school's different the way they set it up. So those who, who may not know how, like, play-by-play works, like, not every high school is, like, completely equipped with the right – or if they are, they – they don't necessarily give priorities to certain people. So anyways, here's the thing. At Meridian High School, which is our alma mater, when we got to cover their, their home games, they had our, our own little room that we could have for the play-by-play. Then even if we went to a few away games, one at Eagle High School, they still slotted us a, a, little, a little room, which was awesome. But I remember one time um, you had asked us to do the Bishop Kelly State playoff games, uh, two of their home games. They were hosting two of the games. Um, so we hosted one of uh, the, the first one, and then the next one was, I think, the semifinal game or something against uh, – I think it was Shelly. I can't remember. I think Shelly had just gone down to 4A or gone up to 4A. Anyways, it's it's whatever, but no one's going to fact check. Okay. So we're there. And, and I remember Miles and I show up to Bishop Kelly, which is a pretty um, well-known school here in the Treasure Valley. Uh, it's a private school, but it's a, it's a well-known school, bigger, bigger private school, in my opinion, great athletics and whatnot. Um, anyways, we get there and they point to us. They're like, okay, yeah, you're up there. We're like, what do you mean we're up there? Okay. So we don't have a room. They, they tell us to climb the ladder. We're on top of the press box. Like, and I was not dressed well. I was in shorts and a t-shirt, okay? Because I thought we were going to be in a box. Yeah. Okay, this is November, all right? We're, well, we're going into November. So it's late October, November, getting the state playoffs. And so we're sitting up there, and we, they had a, a, a plug for us to plug in our laptop and everything, and, and we, had our, we had to set it up on a chair. We're standing on top of the press box. It's freezing cold by the second quarter, and I wasn't dressed, so we're just we're going with it. So yeah. I'm curious, have you had any experiences like that? Um, and, and what are your thoughts? Like, what's a fun – experience you could share with the rest of us in your play-by-play journey you know the hard part is picking one uh it it really is i mean you you look at you know like like you mentioned being on top of the press box 90 percent of our games are um on top of the press box and you know lauren jensen over yeah he covers eastern idaho for me blackfoot is always on top it's always cold it's always windy he seems to always get those games um me you know i've been to grace when it was snowing um you know we've been it, it's been crazy. I'm trying to think of a particular one. Um, you know, it's been the, the worst is when it's dark. You get up on top of a press box and the lights are in front and you can't see anything. That happens quite a bit. Um, you get to places like Salmon River where you're in, you're in the stands um, there in Reagan. And Charlie Shepard and, and one of his um, ag classes actually built us um, a table in the stands to broadcast from. It's there right now for whenever we want to come. Um, you get to places um, like Prairie where you are situated outside the press box on the ground in front. Lighthouse Christian, we're on a scissor lift behind, um, behind the stands. Go wilder, they'll bring in a flatbed truck um, for us, which is great They have a new press box. Uh, we've been on flatbed trucks at St. Mary's. Um, you know, a sponsor says, yeah, I'll just bring in a flatbed truck. Uh, we do it. You know, I, I've, 
in uh, actually at Glen's Ferry. We were in the back of a trailer. Um, two weeks ago when I mentioned we went to Iron Horse Arena, we set up in the back of the Idaho Army National Guard truck that was up there because they don't have, they don't have a press box at Iron Horse. Um, so, you know, every time I get an AD that says, hey, you know, sorry, we don't have, you know, this great facility. I'm like, I don't care. You know, if you knew half of what we've done in the places we've done it, we get that. You know, if we're in the stands at Homedale, we've been in the stands doing it. We've been in blistering heat where we get sunburned, where we're actually burned to a crisp, that the equipment is shutting off because it's so hot, all the way down to what you're saying where, you know, the, our hands are so frozen we can't run the camera and our noses are freezing. And every few seconds in the broadcast, it's, you know, sniffing while you're trying to broadcast. So up and down, it's been all over the place. And, and there's some great facilities. You know, when we go up north for football playoffs and we're at uh, the Kibbe Dome, love it. The internet's fast, it's warm, great. Uh, when we did games at Don Larson, it's inside, you know, windows are great. But it, the memories, like, like you just mentioned that, that memory at DK, you know, do you have, you know, do you, can you point to a specific memory of a game that was, you know, 75 degrees and, and you guys did great? Well, you know, you're, you're going to tell that story about freezing your butt off at DK, and, and that's a memory we made. And, and there's so many memories we've made over the last 20 plus years of doing this that, you know, I wish I would have kept a journal of it. Some of my guys remember a lot more than I do. Uh, but if I ever did a memoir, I think it'd be a pretty fun read. Oh, heck yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, all those things you're mentioning, I think what people see is like, okay, you're looking at like the Kirk Herbstreets, Chris Fowlers, you're looking at, you know, Gus and Joel Clyde. They see these people on the mainstream outlets and they're like, oh yeah, they're in these nice fancy booths with the green screen behind them and they're doing oh. this and they have the touch screens to talk and do, do this. Now that's not how it is. That's no. not how it is for the majority, the vast majority of, uh, of people mm -hmm. going through it. And, and what's awesome, Paul, is you guys do it for the love of what you're doing. You're bringing something, you're bringing value to to the fans and that is something that is uh i think we miss a lot in society people just want the convenience stuff no you guys adapt to bring this stuff to the fans that really want to hear it and see it um a lot of a lot of these uh, fans have nephews grandkids whatever that are they can't make those games especially now which is what i kind of want to talk about um to touch base on we're in the middle of a of a pandemic it's it's like you said it kind of rocked your industry for for a little while there uh, a couple of months as it's done with a, a lot of other people in the world um Right now, especially like where we're from in, in West Ada, they're trying yeah. to figure out, okay, they're going to start playing or they're not going to start playing. Okay, now they're going to play, but they're not going to have fans and so forth. And that could change within a week or two. Who knows? But right. now having coverage of those sports is going to be even more important. So do you guys feel the pressure, so to speak, of like, okay, now we get to actually, you know, come to Idaho Sports, check this out, check out our broadcast because we're going to be bringing the coverage to you where you're at. Don't worry. Don't fret. I know you can't go to the games, but like, is this a, a big opportunity for you guys, or what's the, what's the thought there? I think it can be. Um, you know, a lot's changed in the last four years, five years. You know, um, there's, there's competitors that have come in um, with the schools. You know, the NFHS Network is, is the big one. That, you know, they got the, the state tournament video rights. We don't have the audio rights. Um, they're going into schools with their Pixelot system. Um, so anytime there's a Pixelot in the school, we can't come in and do video. That's part of the contract. Um, we can come do audio. Um, it's not against the contract, but for instance, the 5ASIC uh, last year said, we don't, we, we don't want you here to even do audio. And so the places we can go now um, are a lot different than it used to be. And so we, we look around, like, like I mentioned, uh, the Pocatello schools, all three of them asked us to come do their games. If, if, if they ask us to come, darn right, I'm going to come. You know, we're going to go where we're wanted, where we're appreciated, and where, where people want us to be. Where you know, 5ASIC schools, we, we just can't do it anymore. Some of the 4As, 
And a lot of schools around the state um, are signing up with that. Great. And, and you know what? I am not against coverage. I think, we, obviously, we, we can't be to every game. We never have been. And so if fans, you know, I'm a parent. I've got a son that plays football. I had a daughter that ran. Um, and so I understand the need to be able to watch your kids play if you can't be there. Um, you know, Facebook Live was a great thing. Um, you know, we were the only show in town for a long time. And, and I don't, you know, and I, and I don't uh, take that for granted. Because now there's so much more to switch with Facebook Live, parents in the stands doing it. My wife is Facebook Live event for me to watch while I'm broadcasting in other games. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a choice of what schools are making. Um, and if, if you can get your games covered for your families, for your fans, great. Especially now, like you said, where fans aren't allowed. I mean, I have always considered high school sports, you know, during the recession back in 08, I thought, you know what, we'll get through because it's high school sports. High school sports aren't going to go away. Well, what the heck happened in March when high school sports went away? Never saw that coming. And so, you know, we're at a point now, it's, it's different than anything anyone's ever seen. And so getting a coverage, great. If we can be there, great. There are other options, but uh, there, there is pressure for us to do more on the website side of things, to make sure schedules are kept up because schedules are changing every day. You know, Moscow decided they were going to go intramural a couple weeks ago. Right. Yesterday, they decided they're going to play sports again. So there's, there's games being pushed back, canceled, moved. And so that, there's more pressure on keeping the, the website um, content um, fresh and updated than there is on the broadcasting side. So from your perspective, then, I, I, I would imagine somewhat on uh, it, like in the back end, like you're like an Adam Schefter. Like I, I would imagine, like, do you have contacts at different locations, like that are giving you that information, or do you have to get it from the news sources, like you know the Jay Tusts and so forth, that are breaking the news here in the valley? Like, do you have sources at like the ads at these schools that you can talk to? Um, the or answer is yes. I mean everything. Um, you know, with the advent of Twitter, that was huge for us uh, because parents, coaches, other media guys, um, you know, collectively sharing. But yeah, we have. You know, I've been around long enough that I've got relationships with a good majority of schools they know us we know them and so you know logan green as i mentioned he's kind of the sports information director now his job is to get that information keep it updated um i, I go in and help um and so getting it from schools 80 percent of what we do the schools send it to us um sometimes we need to go out and go to social media and find it uh, we try to get it from school first but you know it is a it's a group effort i mean the, the media here in idaho do a great job of working together um, you know, in the old days, it was very um, territorial, very territorial, and no one worked together. And we created a, an email list here at Idaho Sports of all the media. And we started using that. And so on Friday nights, the media from North Idaho, Coeur d'Alene Press to Post Register, hey, does anybody have this score? And it would go out to 20, 30 different media outlets. And we would just share information. This was pre-Twitter, pre-Facebook. And we still have that email address that we use sometimes. Um, if media still uses, but it kind of brought everybody together. Where yeah. instead of you know the, the Idaho press going, we're not going to share scores and or with the statesman and, and vice versa. You know, it, it turned into listen, we're all going to get the scores. We're all covering the kids. If you have the score, share the score. You know, and 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 it really kind of brought everything together. It wasn't a you know Bill and Ted's wild stallion. The the, the earth is is peaceful and harmony, but it, it, it helped. And, and you know, taking away that competitive edge. Um, really helps. And so, you know, when we get our info, we try to go to schools and, and all of them are great. Sometimes you just don't hear back. And so you try and get it somewhere else. Totally. And, you know, I can relate to that a little bit. So I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, in the sports media realm, like that's true. The competitive edge is there. When we were covering social media for you guys, like we're on press row, 
We're sitting there with, next to a couple of different people from different newspapers. And it was like, I'm not even joking. I'm not trying to be disrespectful because now I understand the industry. But at that time, even in 2014, they're like talking, they're like typing on their computers and they're like shielding their computers. <laughs> it's like, dude, come on. Like, what are we saying here? Then you'd see it pop right. up on Twitter, on your Twitter feed. You're like, oh, that's what they just said. And like, you, you know who each person is. And you're like, come on. Like, what are we doing here? Like, why are we shielding our computers? Do you want to be the first to break the news and this and that? I, wow. I'm glad to see it's coming more as a, as a unit. Cause I actually like, that was one of the things I took away from that was like, wow, everyone's like super, super competitive in their, their own little companies, their own little niches, yeah. their own papers that they cover. And I'm glad that everyone's coming together, man. Now, Paul, like it, it's, it's awesome to see what you guys are doing, man. And again, I'm super appreciative of you just giving me an opportunity, uh, two opportunities, if you will, like to uh, be able to get into the sports media realm. I think it's awesome. It, it, uh, it really, it really sparked my interest and my love for sports media. I always talk about, Oh, I want to work in sports. I want to do this. I want to do that. But uh, a lot of people say that and they never do it, but I actually got an opportunity because of you to be able to get that taste. And then I was like, okay, I need to, to work on this and that. I want to know though, you mentioned so much has changed in the last four or five years. What do we expect to see from you guys in idosports.com? What, what do you expect, I guess, in the next four or five years from now compared to what, you know, you just went through a lot of changes. You have to adapt a lot. That's what you've always been doing. Um, what do you expect to see from Idaho sports and what can we expect as fans? Well, I, I expect to sell and just live on a beach the rest of my life. Hey, can I come? Like, absolutely. <laughs> you're, you're invited. So in the next five years, you know, things are, are constantly evolving. Um, you know, I mentioned we have the, the state tournament audio rights right now. Um, I'm working with the IHSA to extend that um, after this year. This is the last year of that contract. See how that goes. Um, I'd like to extend so we can at least still, uh, still be involved in state tournaments that way. Um, still be involved with the IHSA. You know, we've been partners with them for geez, 20 years with doing stuff. So definitely don't want to see that go away. Um, you know, we're going to increase um, broadcast what we do in the regular season um, somehow. Um, we're going to do, if we need to do more audio, if we can't do video, we will. Um, the editorial side is something we're really looking to expand on. You know, hiring Brandon last summer. Um, it, it started before that when Ben was here and Brandon just took it and ran when he came on last August. So getting more features, profiles, stories, um, in-depth stuff, um, cool, cool stuff on the website. Because right now people, you know, in, in the past, Friday night was big. You know, people came for Friday night football. And, and the rest of the week was pretty, pretty level. We, we want people to be coming all the time. And there's always stuff going on with high school sports. And so getting that recognition on an individual basis through features and profiles and those sort of things, is something we're really looking to expand on, doing more uh, media, you know, kind of what you do. You know, you know, we've got our prep cast we're going to be coming out with next week with Wayne Zubak, been in the Boise area forever um, in media, TV, and radio. Um, he's on board with us now. He'll be doing that. So, you know, we want to do more coaches interviews and get more, you know, media friendly and out there to the people more and, and get people coming in every day rather than just, you know, once or twice a week to check, uh, to check a score or two. I think we're bigger than that. Also, our name is IdahoSports.com, not IdahoHighSchoolSports.com. And so it, there's a big door out there for us to get into, um, you know, covering college, um, so the pro sports here, outdoors, golf. But I keep so busy with high school, it's hard to, to try and focus and, and devote those resources to go to that. But that, that's always there as well. That's always there. Totally. And then for those who don't know this like yeah like idaho's got some solid sports programs i mean i literally just this week as we're recording this like i'm gonna be my, my interview with colby blaine he's a he's a head basketball coach at love college that. of idaho I, I love him too man he's awesome and oh, my um, daughter my daughter runs at the college of idaho 
Oh, no kidding. Well, see, here we go. Like the College of Idaho, for example, right? So, so many people might be listening to this and be like, what the heck is College of Idaho? And this, in the interview, I even kind of touched base on this. It's in Caldwell, Idaho. Where the heck's Caldwell, Idaho? That's not Boise State. That's not this and that. Listen, College of Idaho, we've got some good sports programs around here in, in the state of Idaho that are outside of just like, you know, the high school sports and then like Boise State. There's some good, there's some good sports programs that you guys could, you know, potentially well, have those options programs college of idaho colby blaine the football um, team as well they recruit idaho i mean the bulk of that basketball team are idaho kids that, that we've covered you know i look at his team and go yeah i know him i know him i know him <laughs> and it's great to see because there's so many good athletes in the state of idaho that for so long were overlooked you know you would see certain programs in the state of idaho that not one idaho kid on the roster you know they're international kids or from other states why you know why the heck are isn't ISU recruiting the heck out of Eastern Idaho kids was what we asked. And now they're doing a great job. You know, Pauline Farrell, QED, is doing a fantastic job there. College of Idaho recruits the heck out of Idaho kids. And that's what we like to see. You know, let, let our Idaho kids have that opportunity. You know, going pro, a few have, you know, Taysom, Taysom Hill, Vander Esch, those guys, great, good for them. 99.9% aren't. So if they can go to the next level, play the sport they love and get, get their education paid for, heck yeah, I'm all for it. Totally, man. See, this is, uh, I love it. There, there's a passion here, guys, just if you don't understand. Idahoans, we love Idahoans. There's a lot of talent here that gets overlooked, and that's what we're like. That's why you'll hear Paul talking. He's passionate about it. I've been passionate about it. There's a lot of talent in the state of Idaho that gets overlooked, and, and we need to, like, provide more opportunities for them. Now, to wrap up the interview, Paul, I got I to gotta ask you two questions. Uh-huh. Okay. I can do all day if you want to. Dude. <laughs> so here's the thing. You mentioned a couple of experiences that you had broadcasting the fun stuff, like where you had to adapt. But I want to know, what's your favorite stadium you've been to and, and, and who's the best fan base, I guess? So with favorite stadium you've been to and who's the best fan base in Idaho in all the years you've covered high school athletics? Yeah, I'm going to piss off 149 fan That's, base. that's what it's for. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm actually going to go back. Oh, fan base. Okay. Let me, let me clarify, clarifying question. Is this fan bases that are passionate about their team or fan bases for us? Ooh, let's say, there is a difference there too. Let's, let's. If, if you're going to go fan bases for their team, Lapway. I mean, okay. Lapway and then also, I guess you've got Madison High School. If you've been to a state tournament for basketball, you know what I mean. Lapway will fill up that, uh, I think it's the west side of the Idaho Center, no matter where they're assigned, they're going to sit there. And Madison fills up the other side with red, and they're loud, crazy. It, it's I love it. Absolutely love state tournament when those two teams make it. As far as the fan base for us, you know, oh, I hate doing that. Uh, honestly, Salmon River is fantastic. You know, uh, Paula Tucker, the AD, Charlie Shepard, it was the basketball football coach there forever. Um, I have a lot of friends in a lot of places. Um, you know, Prairie is great with it. Mountain View, Luke. I mean, I, I you asked for one, but it's it's impossible because we've got, we've got so many friends of the program, as we call them, you know, from ADs, the coaches, the fans. Uh, it's honestly a family uh, with Idaho sports and, and the the outreach we have with, with the school, because, uh, you know, I I mentioned a few of the ADs there, you know what, we've got coach Cameron Anderson at Gooding is great. Travis Hobson at Century. I mean, these are guys that we we text each other. We go back and forth. Um, There's principals that we talk to. And then there's all the way down to parents that are, that are, fanatics about making sure scores are submitted you know my kid plays and 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 writing in saying hey my kid had these stats well okay well we can't do anything with it but they felt the need to let us know you know just like you would a buddy the next day 
And so, you know, it's almost like asking me to pick who my favorite child is. He's probably Ava. But if I was to pick a favorite school or, 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 uh, or that, it, it would it'd be unfair to the rest. Um, you know, I, I've got great stories from, you know, almost every school in the state of Idaho. So I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to pick one. I've got great stories, though. Totally. No, and I respect that, man. And <laughs> that's, that's funny, actually. Like, I'm just sitting here smiling. Hopefully, I, thought, uh, I saw your favorite over your left shoulder. There. Yeah, my, my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> he just came in here. wants me to charge a PlayStation controller for him. Better do it. Yeah, so I, I better do it. Here, so, Paul, what's your favorite stadium you've been to, whether it be a, a basketball or a football stadium in the, you know, 20 right. years you've been covering sports? Favorite stadium? That doesn't have to be with the fan base or anything, but maybe it could be the, the atmosphere, the environment, just like the, the surrounding areas. I don't know. Like, just what's your favorite stadium? You know, Orofino is great for baseball. The, the view from there is, I mean, you're looking out there on the river, the mountains there, the field is fantastic. Um, for baseball, there's no better, no, no better spot. Um, you know, football, there's a million of them. There's a million of them out there. Um, basketball, you, you can't do better than the Ford Idaho Center for state basketball. Um, especially, we have the best seat in the house down on Crest Row, usually center court. Without a doubt, that's probably my favorite basketball venue to broadcast from. Football, I really like Tibby Dome, and I know, I know I'm going big on these, um, but again, there's, there's the small places that we go. Um, you know, going to Fruitland is always fun. Um, going all, you know, all, all the way over to Ryrie, great history there at Ryrie High School um, with, with the naming of the Butte County. Notice is fun to go to. So, um, you know, any place during football that's warm, we love. Because <laughs> like you said, we, we actually freeze our butts off in football. And, and basketball, uh, you know, going around everywhere we go. Uh, when, we, when we could go to Boise, we, they had a great location. Um, Dietrich has a great location for, for basketball. So, and also where, where the best food is after the fact. And in Dietrich, that's, you know, the Eagle's Nest, great, great chicken fried chicken. So, hey, shout out, have, Eagle's Nest. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So anybody yeah. who actually comes across this, there we go. We got to give a shout out to them. Yes. Heck yeah, man. All right. Well, Paul, hey, I appreciate you taking the time to join us. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, it's Paul Kingsbury, the man who's behind the scenes here, man in the ship at idahosports.com. Uh, he's doing everything to give you guys the coverage in Idaho for all the athletics around here. I mean, it's, it's insane what you guys are doing, and I just want to say thank you once again, Paul, for, for letting us speak to you. Is there anything else that you'd like to share before we sign off? You know, I want to tell you, I know it doesn't mean, mean much, but I, I'm proud of where you are, where, where you are right now. Um, you, have, you have built yourself up to, to, uh, to your almost household name in, in some places with, with what you do. Your passion for covering all of sports impresses me because I have, I have a, a hard time covering high school sports. And you are so knowledgeable in, in the professional sports, college sports, that that, that impresses me. And, and those type of guys that can have that passion, have the knowledge, the skills to do what you do, I'm impressed and I look up to those kind of guys. And, and, and you just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, you're, you're growing all the time. Um, you know, like I said, keep things balanced, life work, that's my advice. Uh, but just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, I, I'm excited to see what you're doing. And, and for you to give us, you know, an iota of credit, um, you know, I'm very thankful for. I appreciate that. Oh, well, man, I appreciate you. And those are super kind words. So thank you so much, Paul. And guys, I hope you guys took the – I hope you took some value out of this this interview, getting to hear about the hard work that goes behind the scenes when building up something like Paul did. And uh, for anyone who's listening, make sure you're subscribed to the show. Make sure you give me five stars if you can. If you have an iPhone, I, Apple, whatever, any Apple device, give me five-star review if you could. Share it with your friends and family. And subscribe because we'll be coming to you every Friday with a new episode. You guys take care. 
Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.